Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I'm here with my good friend, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Tell you what, it's it's really snuck up on us, this one, hasn't it? This week's felt like it's gone quick. Maybe because there's not a game in midweek, but uh, yeah, it's definitely snuck up on us a bit. And... <laughs> yeah, it's been really weird. It's already Thursday. Typically, I don't work Friday, so I'm looking forward to that, but it's... It's gone pretty quick. You're right. You're right. Um, that just means we're closer to game time, which makes it more even more fun on Saturday. So, all right, y'all. Uh, we have a great show for everybody today. Of course, we're going to talk about the game on Saturday uh, against Las Vegas. Las Vegas will be coming to town. And uh, this is the third time Rising will face them. So hopefully they're able to get a win against them. Uh, we got some team news today regarding a new player joining the squad for the rest of the season. So we'll definitely talk about that and also take a look at around the USL and also some news about some of the teams that may be leaving or are leaving USL championship next year, next season. Uh, yeah. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We got Reese, Thomas, Mike. Um, oh, thank you for joining the chat. Yeah. He says, I've been listening for a while. This is my first time joining the chat. Appreciate you joining us on this Thursday, Mike, uh, Thomas Reese, uh, six shirt. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got the Mario Kart right now. <laughs> I forgot to change beforehand, and, and the show just kind of stuck up on me. All right, Owen, let's talk about the game that is happening on uh, Saturday. I was going to say Friday, but Las Vegas, we've already seen them twice. Uh, you know, the first one was way back in March. The other one, I believe, was in June. Both ended in losses for Rising. So we kind of already knew, uh, know a little bit about this team and what to expect. But since then, Rising has changed a lot of their players, so it might be... A different story this time so uh what are you looking forward to on saturday i feel as though you know what i'll i think we should kick straight to there is a clip from rick here let's kick straight to that because it's talk about what he thinks they're gonna have to do differently and uh if we don't play that now i feel like we're just gonna say everything that he's that he said pretty much so uh here's what rick had to say on tuesday yeah it's always about transition you know cal jennings danny trejo quesada the roma i mean they have a list of guys that are very dangerous individually and the whole idea today was to be focused in transition to be focused in our defending to you know not not lose concentration you know they're coming here now in both games we were there um i think that we we let some of the things get to us emotionally and psychologically so we just have to stay focused and just keep grinding that's really all that all that i can ask the guys to do right now 
Yeah, so something just to note on that, obviously, is transition. It's kind of been a full season for Rising. Defensive transition has, has been a struggle, and yet this is a team that will really punish you when you look at them, Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. That's what happened, ultimately. Look, they didn't put in some solid defensive performance. Rising were just a bit lackluster, really, in a, uh, on, a on a pretty poor pitch uh, up in Vegas. Uh, and they were caught multiple times on the break because of silly errors, really. Um, and that's the problem. It's just been conceding, conceding, conceding whenever they play Vegas. Well, now the defense seems to have shored itself up a little bit. And of course, Joe Farrell's still available. Um, it's You'd hope that things look up a, bit, a little bit up for rising this compared to the last two times that we've seen them play Vegas. But it's still a something that I don't feel that rising have completely gotten over can be those little mistakes in transition. Um <laughs> They've gotten away with a couple over the last few games and against a team that really punishes you when you give up those opportunities. I'm yeah. a little bit concerned about maybe they will get on the board. Yeah, that's one of my concerns as well. Uh, although we've seen Rising pick it up the last few games, you know, keeping keeping some shutouts. So I, I feel like the defense hasn't improved, stabilized, especially with Darnell King moving over to the left side. But like you're saying, we've seen... Uh, I remember a couple of times specifically against Colorado Springs where Ryzen would lose the ball in the middle of the pitch. And then, you know, you kind of were like, oh, man, here it goes again. It's another counterattack where Rising maybe could have done a little bit better. And ultimately, either, you know, one of the center backs got the stop or Lunt came through. So that's one of the things that worries me about this Las Vegas Lights team. So uh, on the other side of things, as far as the offensive side, uh, yesterday, Cal, I think someone mentioned that in the chat here cal jennings did actually yep. play with lafc yesterday he played the entire second half against club america and that uso i'm sorry the uh the uh leagues cup showcase there we go leagues yep. cup showcase leagues because cup in show- case the made-up trophy that no one really cares about wasn't <laughs> bad enough let's make it into a friendly tournament as well it actually was pretty fun to see it was like seventy thousand people there that's uh, i thought that was pretty cool but uh anyway yeah, I know, but it's a friendly and that's actually a point i'll make here on that one is that yes cal oh, jennings put in 45 minutes but mm-hmm. again it's a friendly um I wouldn't be hugely shocked to see him still available on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what LAFC plan on doing with him, if they want him in there or not. It, it's. But I was surprised yeah. not to see Danny Trejo yesterday. That was one of my big surprises. Uh, Tony Leone, which is one of the, the their center backs, was listed for LAFC, but he didn't get any playing time. So that's what I was kind of looking for yesterday as well. Um, but yeah, Cal Jennings, I think he actually made one of the penalties um, against Club America. So, um, he did. But- he did, actually, yes. Yeah, and so we'll see. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him tomorrow, but other than Danny Trejo, Cal Jennings, uh, Quesada, you know, as far as goal scoring is concerned, it's, it pretty it's pretty much stops with those two guys with Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. They, You know what their threat is. It's just a question of dealing with it. And mm-hmm. again, when that's something that Rising have struggled with all season, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, they, they've really got to cut down on those areas, really can't afford to give Vegas any chance to go on a breakup and quickly up the other end because they will, they will go quickly up the other end. Mm-hmm. So at this point, yeah, you're just worrying. Don't let them get off to the races. And if they do, you're really hoping that Ben Lunt has a very, very, very good game. 
Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, just to recap how Vegas is doing so far, 9, 8, and 5 so far this season, 32 points. They're currently in 7th place in the Western Conference. Their last five games, two wins, two losses, and one tie. Most recently, uh, they beat RGV. I'm sorry, they uh, tied against Atlanta, too. Um, so we'll see how they're doing. The, you know, Vegas, you know, we know about Vegas, the fact that we never know who's going to be there, who's not. So it, it just kind of depends what type of uh, squad they decide to fill out. But something that you were saying on Twitter, um, Owen, was that this is a six-pointer kind of game. Explain your reasoning behind that one. Well, it's pretty simple on the one hand, right? Vegas are in the last playoff spot at the moment. If Rising wins, they'll be one point behind them. If they lose, they're seven points back. Now, obviously, you've still got that drawer option. It could be four points back still. At this point in the season, you probably don't want to be dropping points against teams that you're contending with. You need to be making up ground, but it's really that simple, right? Phoenix Rising need, need, need to get three points this weekend because... If they don't, you're going to see that, you know, playoff line is just going to keep slipping away, especially when you saw the result that happened yesterday. Sacramento with the win over New Mexico, that pushes them higher up the table points wise. You've now got pretty much El Paso with the only other team in the playoffs that are in the near kind of reach and they can be caught on games in hand, El Paso. But Mm -hmm. even then, you don't want to rely on other teams dropping points particularly and if rising can't get a win this weekend that's going to be the kind of position they're in because again the rest of the playoffs is starting to pull away yeah and and that's one of the things i've highlighted in the shows that we've had is that rising is in a position right now that they control their own destiny as long as they get the results they're going to continue to you know march towards the playoff um and we've seen how other teams have been struggling you know kind of towards this kind of middle late you know uh, part of the season so if rising can kind of bring it all together which their defense has definitely improved their offense you know a lot better last game with those four goals but now we need to see that consistency if that consistency is now happening in every game and as long as they're not dropping points that's one of the things that's just going to push rising forward and you know kind of gives you hope you know i'm not sure if they're going to end up in the top four but you know as long as they're they're, oh, they, kinda, they're not they're not yeah, yeah. but as <laughs> long as they're not. Playoffs, going into the playoffs and Good standing. That's kind of what I'm kind of just hoping right now. As long as they they have that momentum, get into the playoffs, they, they're going to be dangerous. So that's one of the things that I, I want them to do. Uh, right. Oh, as you were saying that, I'm just looking it up now. Sorry, because you mentioned about the top four. Let's work mm-hmm. out. So at the moment, Phoenix Rising are 10 points behind fourth spot. To me, that's just not happening. Yeah. Um, with, what, 12 games to play? I, I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't see them making that ground up. So, yeah, I think they're playing right now for sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. Um in reality and we'll see if they can make it there yep for sure all right uh owen uh rising continue to make personnel moves today uh they add they added the little brother of arturo this was a the nice story that i <laughs> that i saw today but they signed david rodriguez uh he's on loan from the mexican first division side atletico san luis so he's 20 years old um has a has a experience with the fc dallas academy obviously down there in mexico so, you know, I, I think you might know a little bit more about David than, than most people, but can you tell us a little bit about him? Well, of course, he played alongside uh, Arturo when they were in North Texas. If I'm not mistaken, the first time I spoke to Arturo, he was uh, helping me translate. Uh, <laughs> hey, one thing, Arturo did a, a conference or something. You played a clip from him on Tuesday, I think, and he sounded great. 
You know, does English. Oh yeah, he sounded great on Tuesday. Now, now you look back at it, and I, I know exactly why the team, the team have sent Arturo out to talk to us, and they haven't, haven't told anybody that his brother is signing. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I see the questions in here. Can he get yellows like that? <laughs> Only took like ten minutes. I mean, last game. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But hey, it, it's I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do out on the field. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was part of that League One title-winning team uh, in North Texas alongside Arturo. So he he's tasted success in the past. He he went off then to to play for San Luis, as you mentioned. He he hasn't really broken through much there he had one spell where he had a couple of games in a row but again it's very little mm-hmm. so now he may be given more of an opportunity to step up he's not especially proven at this level but we're gonna have to see it's mm-hmm. right now rising needs something to start clicking so he's yeah. an option they've got there rick shantz describes them as uh, another fantastic fantastic addition to our squad david is a wing that plays with very high energy He's a very good one-on-one attacker with exceptional skill, skill and quality in the final third. The way that Rick Schantz is describing David, this is, I feel, exactly what Rising needed on one of those wings. In order to break down a defender, able to get into the box and create something. That's what I was looking for. I'm not sure if your favorite player, Lamin, was has been able to do that. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons why he was brought in. Well, what can you tell me about that? He's not here to replace Lamin. They signed Lamin like a couple of weeks ago, and they knew exactly what they were getting because they brought him in on a 25-day, which then yeah. became a full-season contract. Look, <laughs> the I, I mean, what what Rick is saying there, all I'll say is, look, it's press release talk. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's what we heard from multiple signings in the past that haven't panned out this season as as they quite wanted um i, I see that the chat is really trusting uh with yeah. Reese. <laughs> we, we can put the comment up but he's corrected that to can't so which doesn't shock us um <laughs> look there's just i'm not sure that he's necessarily going to be the difference maker yeah i i really don't know because Again, we haven't seen him consistently at this level. He could mm-hmm. definitely inject something new to this. But the question here, and I know I'm sure this will be interesting, we'll roll up the chat a bit with this one, is where do we see the team moving from here in terms of how we're going to play players or not? Because you're bringing in him on loan. Mm-hmm. Presumably, you're going to want to see him get some game time. Lamin Jaune was signed recently. If he's being consigned to the scrap heap already then I've got very serious questions about the recruitment. Not that I don't have very serious questions about the recruitment anyway, mm-hmm. but still. Um, then you've got Santi Maor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Babacar Jai is now playing as more of a winger, partly to facilitate what has become a move by chance of moving Darnell King to the left. Greg Hurst can play on a wing. Now, Rick mentioned about how he's more of a central-minded player. Mm-hmm. But, of course, how's that going to work? You've got Arturo. He's not a nine, Rick says. I'm really not sure where Rick envisages Hurst playing. Uh, but this was a problem we could have seen before the start of the season. Yeah. So, again. Um, but but then when we get into it, then I'm just wondering, what are we going to... Because something's got to give, right? Something's got to give if he's going to get game time. 
and that's and that was my question when this signing came through. Not that I wasn't happy that they brought in another player. I think this is a good opportunity for him. And you know, if he works out, then he works out. But now you have those questions exactly. You're saying you have a loaded midfield now. You have Quinn and Lambert, who you're not going to take out. I think those two are set. Now, if we're going to play that four three three, who's the guy that's going to be that third midfielder? Is it going to be Seijas, which I felt he played okay last game? Uh, you have Arturo, you know, coming back from injury. You have Kose, who's coming back from his suspension. Uh, you mentioned Hirsch that, you know, we've seen him play centrally in some occasions, but I don't know if that's his best position. So now it's like you have too many pieces and they're not going to get playing time. A lot of them are, are going to miss out. So this is going to be a, a tough situation. So here's the t- thing. Thomas is mentioning it here. Got to take out Santi. Now, again, what we know is that they still talk about more departures from this team. And we don't know for certain that Santi is one of them, but he isn't definitely look, he's a guy on a big contract that a lot of people will say has not been producing this season. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in here and Uh-oh. I'm gonna talk about where <laughs> things have been going not quite as so maybe they did, but let's. I've got some stats. Give me a second while I grab them here. I so, the, numbers, the thing we look, love most. We can talk about where he has been going wrong goal scoring wise. Mm-hmm. Fine, we can. We can talk about the fact that perhaps they needed him to step up in a way that he hasn't to kind of pick them, you know, pick the team up on his back. But mm-hmm. this is a guy who, if you look at his expected assists for the year, his XA number, it's kind of like expected goals, but for assists. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest way to describe it. Compare among other wingers. I did this today, this afternoon. He's in the 83rd percentile in the league. There's not that many guys ahead of him. Who are you bringing in to replace him? You know what the best part is? He always in the next player up on the list above him. Um, I'm looking at it because he sent it to me. Is there a Toro? Are you looking at the same Marcus list? Epps. Marcus oh, Epps. There we You're go. looking there at the team one, I think. Marcus gotcha. Epps. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you look at rising as a whole as well, the top four players on there for expected assists per 90, um, mm-hmm. to be clear, we're looking at Aiden Quinn is top. Then it's Arturo Rodriguez. But underneath that is Marcus Epps and Santi. Well, who is creating chances if we just get rid of people who create chances? Look, People aren't actually scoring goals. Yes, that's a problem. You can't just get rid of chance creators and think you're going to be okay. You can't think that's going to turn around. You can put whatever striker you want in the world out there. You're not creating chances for them. What difference does it make? And that's where my concern is right now. Look, Santi hasn't been as good as he has been, but... When we're thinking about this, and I knew the chat was going to be going off on this one as they are, but listen... What what else are we gonna do? You know what? The real problem, the real problem here. I you want to talk you. about this? You know who's third in the league again, discounting people who've played less than five hundred minutes. Third in the league among wingers for expected assists per ninety. Do you want to know? The Marcus? No, 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 no. <laughs> Solomon Asante. Oh. You know, it... explains a lot. But look, it. <laughs> I just feel as though, and I know people in the chat have got things here, but look, at the end of the day, he's creating chances. He might not be creating the chances you guys want to see, but he is creating chances, and other mm. people aren't. Not just on this team, but even looking around the league, who are you bringing in to replace him? Yeah. If you think you're saving the money, I saw one comment in here, which was release him to pay Rick off to leave. 
right? Uh, okay, just I'm just going to address it since it's in here. Look, oh, if you're going to just get rid of him because you think you'll save some money, and we know that it's been boasted about how much this guy is being paid this year for in a USL perspective. Look, that's not happening. Okay, yeah. you do not, or well, it comes down to one of two things. Either we're talking about a level of incompetence on an ownership level, because why do you let a guy that you want to sack make you know personnel decisions about people who would be considered key players, mm-hmm. um, or they've got no intent of getting rid of Rick? So that that's, and given the way that he's being publicly defended, yeah. But look, it's it just. <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I wouldn't be happy if they if Rising got rid of Santi at this point. No, there's 12 games. There's no like you're saying. There's no one really in, at the USL level that can replace the production that he currently has. No one on the team that can do that as well. So why are you gonna get rid of this guy? This is I think this is nonsense at this point. But uh, it's not. It hasn't been the best season. I think we can all agree with that. But there's been a lot of changes. The team hasn't gelled as as well as it. You know, we all thought they would at the beginning of the season. Th- these things happen. You, We know how mercurial goal scoring can be, especially with some, someone like Santi Moore, where when he gets on a tear, then he goes and scores a lot of goals. But sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. And I'm not saying, like, maybe he could have done a little bit more here or there, which he could have, but I don't think it's the right answer at this point. And I wouldn't be happy if, if some sort of move uh, happened this late in the season. Because who's the replacement immediately, I guess? What are you going to do? Greg and, and Jai? Lamin Jaune. Yeah. Uh, who else could it be? I mean, Rodriguez now who's just come in, who has barely played at this kind of a level. Uh, to mm-hmm. the point here, there was a question in here, is Santi's deal up at the end of the That's year? Good. No, he's got another year on his thing. And look, I know Michael is Michael's pointing out a lot of things here about you know who could ever get us one goal and one assist. Again, look, the whole team has been struggling in a lot of ways. The assist number, he's pretty high up on the team and league-wise in terms of what his expected assists are, mm-hmm. which are arguably expected assists in some ways a better figure than just assists because your assists... Look, if you keep playing the ball to Lamin Jaune three yards out and he blasts him over the bar, your assist total is low, but your expected assist total is going to be high, okay? Analytics, yeah. Analytics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this move. But, yeah, I, I think from what I count, and then you can tell me if I'm wrong, it's 26 players now on the team. Right, Owen? Is that what I believe I, so? Around that, that amount. Don't so, know specifically off the top of my head, yeah. So you can only put 18 each match day. That means, you know what, eight guys, seven, eight guys are going to miss. You know, it's not it's not going to be, you know, it, it's going to be tough. And I think maybe that's what they want to during the week, just have that competition. But I don't know. I, I'm not even going to try to to look into what they're thinking. But we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. You know, again, David, uh, Arturo's younger brother, we'll see. We'll see if he, he plays this week. Um, as far as lineups are concerned, now that we're talking about that, uh, any predictions on that? How are you feeling about this this weekend's oh, game? For this weekend's game, um, I get the feeling we'll see an unchanged eleven for this game. That's what um, I think so too. Mm-hmm. As far as possible, because again, I don't think Arturo is ready uh, to start a game yet. Um, I think he can come in earlier than he did last weekend. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to start yet. Um, and just looking at the rest, I'm not sure what change you make necessarily. You think um, uh, the Laman experiment, experiment is kind of done with, at least 
you know, maybe bring another like David now that he's here, you know, would you give him a chance? I mean, I <laughs> I'd love to be a mind reader. I, the thing is, you're you're asking me this question when you know that I've always been slightly bemused as to what exactly Lamin is doing here. Yeah. Um personally, I think it should have ended before it began, but <laughs> I mean, here's a question as well. Michael's putting this one in here, which is he goes back to Kose from Luis. I don't, I don't want to see Kose again. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see Luis stay out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to Bonnie's question as well, yes, Arturo said he's not ready to play a full nine, so he wants to wait till he's ready to, to happen. Look, a lot of people in here are predicting wins this weekend, which is interesting. Nice to know you guys are positive. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like they can get the win. I'm not sure about the 4-0, Reese, <laughs> but maybe like a like a 2-1, 3-1. That's what I'm kind of going with. But we'll see. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll- I don't know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be my usual pessimistic self. I'm gonna say it's gonna end a two-all draw. Ooh, look at that. It's gonna be a fun game, at least. Uh let's take a look at from so and by the way, heads up, by the way, it's gonna be I f- I heard it was gonna be raining. I don't know. We'll see. I, know I don't know if it is anymore. It look, the weather right. forecast is a very fickle thing. It keeps <laughs> changing. No, no. Owen wants some rain out there, and so we'll see. Thomas says Koza has been fantastic in training. Um, it's hard to beat a team twice in any in any. I feel like, I feel like the fantastic in training was a bit of a uh, sarcastic remark. I'll be yeah, honest. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Um, but yeah, while uh, Owen gets you the weather report, we got to talk about it. It doesn't talk. look like it's going to rain. So just oh. quickly, the weather with PHNX rising. <laughs> uh, yeah. It doesn't look at this point as though it's going to rain. It could still. Um, depends who you take your forecast from. But um, yeah. we'll see. But anyway, yeah. just be prepared, by the way. Just as a. Uh, Last last week was a, a surprise. I wasn't ready for all that stuff <laughs> happening, but uh, they got the win. Uh, still a pool party in the South End, says Thomas. Yep, yep. Always still a pool party in the South End. Sir. All right, it's let's talk about our friends at OG's. Uh, OG's uh, actually is doing uh, a sweepstakes right now, which is something where you guys can actually you know participate and get some free stuff out of it. So it's called the Enter the Flavoring Life. Uh, actually, it's called the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. That's what I get for eating. Uh, but yeah, it's flavoring life sweepstakes with OGs and PHNX. And if you win, you're in line to get some OGs gummies. The, I believe it's going to be around three bags, uh, inclu- including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. You also get an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. You can do this. You can sign up for the sweepstakes by going to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. And also, you guys can check out OGs at ogsbrands.com and also on Instagram at OG's brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary and make sure that you're 21 years and older to purchase because otherwise it's a big no-no. But, uh, but yeah, make sure to join these sweepstakes. It's going to be a fun time and you can get all this cool OG stuff and then maybe you can share it with me and Owen because I only got one OG shirt. I want more shirts. So, but yeah, y'all y'all can get in the action of that. Uh, dude's living the best life in that photo. Yeah, yeah. Some good pictures. I like these pictures that they put up, but then Owen would be taking pictures of me during the game, and I look terrible. I mean, I, mean, I look terrible. Oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, Don't yeah. worry. If you want, Now you brought that up, I'm sure next week we'll do a nice little sp- slideshow of Ramon during game. <laughs> Why don't you delete these ones? Oh, my God. Oh, no. They're all still on the card. Don't you worry. No, no. Don't you worry. Got to get rid of those. All right, Owen. Let's take a look at what's going on around the USL. 
going to be week 22 of action. Look at that. 22 weeks, man. That's, it's gone by Jesus. quick. <laughs> Very quick. Um, we have some great action. Uh, no games on Friday. Uh, most of them are going to be on. Actually, all the games are on Saturday from what I see here. Yeah. Um, but we have Indy hosting Pittsburgh. Birmingham Legion hosting Atlanta United 2. Loudon hosting LA Galaxy 2. Um, on the West Coast, we got Monterey Bay hosting El Paso Locomotive. Orange County hosting the Switchbacks. We'll see if they can rebound after they did. Uh, they made that statement. Uh, I think the game of the week that we have to look at is San Diego Loyal hosting San Antonio. Do you agree with me? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those two teams, you look at them, you think about San Diego. They're still trying to prove that they can be right at the very top. I mean, they are in second spot. Um, then you've got San Antonio who are seemingly running away with the Western Conference. Uh, and it's taking part in San Diego this game. So this is going to be an interesting one. San Diego can really stake a claim for the fact that they are a legitimate, legitimate title contender this year. Obviously, mm -hmm. they're in second. so. We know that they're going to be a candidate to go deep in a deep run this year. But to this, this this is the game that really they can kind of take that step up and say, no, we're here. We're going to compete and actually draw themselves a little bit in closer to where San Antonio are at the top of the league. If you look at it at the moment, there's a seven point gap between the two of them. San Antonio do have a game in hand, but cutting that down to four points makes it look a little bit more attainable. More palatable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be a crazy game because I think it's just going to tell us a lot about San Antonio as a team because we all know you can end up in first place and you can get knocked out on the, on the second round of uh, or wherever the, the playoffs start. So it's, oh, you can get knocked out in the first round. Well, there you go. So that's what I mean. <laughs> um, so even though they're in first place, they've had a great season. We've seen that like a team like Phoenix Rising, who's, who's currently uh, 10th, Beat them twice this season. So, you know, numbers don't tell the whole story. So it's going to be interesting to see how San Diego uh, performs against them and and see what happens up there uh, at the top of the Western Conference standing. So uh, make sure to, to keep an eye on that one while the uh, the rising game goes on. I think it's around the same time, 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So, so there's late uh, games, late games. For sure, for sure. All right, Owen, uh, let's take another quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. So if you guys haven't, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You guys can use promo code PHNX. And when you make your first deposit, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And make sure to check out the show notes for details. All right, Owen, uh, we got some pretty good, uh, pretty big news, I want to say, <laughs> regarding our good friends at your favorite league of all time called MLS Next Pro. Uh, and the reason Why that's are we speaking about them again because it's relevant. All right. It's relevant to what is we it? have to talk about. Is yes. it really? Because I thought they that league was an irrelevance. <laughs> they filmed stuff on video cameras and they play in front of nobody. That there is, we go. That's right. Uh, um, actually, on. before we move on, there's a, there's a question here about DraftKings. We should probably take that. Um, speaking of DraftKings, why no games for USL showing? The odds typically show up the day before a game. So if you log on tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, just to be safe, uh, probably all of the odds for the Saturday games will have shown up then. But yeah, they typically go up about a day before the game. Uh, mm -hmm. We talk about Friday games, if there were Friday games this week, but... Um, but yeah, no, no Friday games. But uh, anyway, back to the topic at hand, which is you burning <laughs> the MLS Next Pro hat as recently. Never. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, uh, MLS basically announced today that uh, seven more teams will be joining the MLS Next Pro League next year. And a few of those teams currently play in the USL Championship, among them Atlanta, LA Galaxy, um, Las Vegas Lights, which is LAFC, uh, and the Baby Bulls. And th- they will all be joining the 2023 season. So what does this mean? Go ahead. To be clear on that one, I don't think Vegas are joining, but I do believe it's kind of like the end of the agreement. It's weird because obviously Vegas have existed as a club for longer. Um, but yeah. all their playing side, yeah, they're ditching. They're ditching. And uh, they're ditching. they will be left with as many players as they have. Well, there'll be less players and they've got staff outside, but they've got very few staff. Um, it will be Brett Lashbrook pretty much sitting alone by himself. That's, Cashman Field. That's pretty much what it's looking like. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Owen, let me ask you this. So obviously that's a big chunk of teams uh, that that are leaving the USL Championship next year. Uh, as far as the situation with Las Vegas, there hasn't been any official announcements, right, in regards to that. And also Loudon, which is, has an association with uh, DC United. And uh, from my understanding, as far as why they're not joining MLS Next Pro at least next year is because they have some sort of contract with where they currently play their games. And, uh, and they, the contract states that they have to have a second division team and MLS next pro qualifies as a third division uh, league. I mean, so it's uh, so I believe that's what it is. You know, if there's more updates, I'll let you know. But um, so what happens now, you know, do you bring up teams from USL one is the, do you maybe create another team or kind of just, Keep it keep it simple with the uh, with, with the teams that have left. Well, there's some slow kind of expansion burning along the way, but at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think that USL wants to over expand itself quickly. Mm-hmm. However, maybe we will see some of that, and that could be some panic because of what is currently happening with MLS Next Pro. And it's not the fact that they're pin- they're poaching teams that are just purely reserve teams that have played in USL because that doesn't bother USL too much. They've to an extent, outgrown that. Um, you can question whether they really have or not, but the prevailing view seems to be that they've outgrown that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, USL still isn't that stable a league in a lot of ways. A lot of teams lose money. Um, Phoenix Rising included, apparently. But the, the immediate need for that came, obviously, earlier in the 2010s where USL was really kind of it was a third division at the time um and was kind of at a point whereby it had a low number of teams only just about splitting out into the eastern and west western conferences i mean i I remember single table usl that was a wild time um (laughs) arizona united playing the likes of the harrisburg city islanders and other stuff um like (laughs) there's other weird east coast teams that we never really see anymore um, but obviously they've, they've grown quite a bit since then. The question now is, is where do things go from here? Because obviously we've seen elements of MLS and X pro looking to markets that USL wants to expand to, because some of these teams aren't just reserve teams. The move has been, you know what? We want to make them more like kind of like the Tacoma situation. You know, they play in another city, uh, under a different name, even though they are literally just a reserve team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw that with Nashville announcing that they were going to send a team down into Alabama. Uh, so their reserve team will be playing down there. Well, that was a market that USL was looking towards trying to put a USL League One team in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you look at how they were fighting over what they were going to do with Spokane. Uh, that was another issue there. So there are there's going to be some conflict here. I feel between league uh, cities that that USL League One wants to expand into and cities mm-hmm. that MLS Next Pro wants to place teams in uh, as both leagues try and get a bit of an upper hand over each other uh, because that is the nature of, unfortunately, the way that this very complex, convoluted uh, lower league system seems to work here. Um, <laughs> and so I could see over-expansion being a problem where people start just, uh, we'll give a team here and here and here and here and it's... Uh, I mean... Fold. <laughs> A couple of teams that just come to mind, and ba- this is basically on just on a competitive standpoint, not because of where there are in the country or economics or whatever. But having someone like Union Omaha jump up a division, I don't think it would be that bad of a jump. Uh, you know, uh, we saw I'm trying to the the hailstorm, northern northern Colorado mm-hmm. hailstorm. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to someone like that jumping them on board as well. But those are you just you just want to see Zach Lubin back here. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, those are teams that have shown that they can be competitive and they have what it takes. And I don't think it's too far-fetched to, you know, to have a USL championship team in those regions. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that develops. Yeah, like you were saying, there, there's been kind of like a little bit of a, a chess match on what city is going to take over the the soccer, I guess, identity first. But a Soccer wars, as they say on Twitter. There you go. But do you feel like that's a... You know, we, we see, like, for example, I know it's not the, the best example, but so like a place like Los Angeles, right? You have, you know, you have the Galaxy, you have LAFC. Yes, Galaxy playing Carson, which is a little bit down the road, not really LA. But it's, do you feel that really being a problem if there's already an MLS Next Pro team and then USL says, you know what, we can put a, a team there as well? It's, does it really matter? Do you think the, it'll split, I guess, the attention? Yes, because they're not aiming for big places like LA. They're aiming for places where realistically the attention in, say, a place like Huntsville, Alabama, is not going to expand to sustain two professional teams. Um, That's a problem, uh, naturally, for USL League One and MLS Next Pro as they look to to these. That's where the problem lies. It's not necessarily that certain cities couldn't cope with another one. Look, if MLS decided it wanted to drop an MLS Next Pro team here in Phoenix, um, yeah, no idea. I mean, depending on where they put it, depending on where they put it, obviously would be the thing. But I don't really think MLS is concerned about attendance to an MLS Next Pro game. I don't think that's really... But but Mm -hmm. they are concerned when they're trying to get other... um, entities to effectively pay for the operations side of things mm-hmm. um, and of course look there's no point in going to another city to lose money when you could play it on your own training ground and lose money as well like you'd lose less money so yeah. they're trying i think to partner with other entities they're just giving them a kind of like the vegas model and saying well you don't pay for the players mm-hmm. you just handle everything else um yeah. That's yeah. That that's kind of where the the issue is. Um, I see we're, we're getting a question in here. Which uh, as a young player, would you ever play for MLS ne- MLS Next Pro? Do you have a clear path to MLS? Uh I mean, if either of us were good enough to play, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, if I if I wouldn't have messed up my knee, I'd be out there right now. Oh. 
That's the only thing keeping him down in uh, Sunday League instead of MLS. That's it. Y'all, y'all seen the videos. <laughs> I feel like the problem with, well, for some, it depends. It's a complicated one because at the end of the day, you want to be playing in front of crowds. A, because you want to be playing in front of crowds. And B, when you're playing in a league where everyone is like, you're playing against people who are in their prime at a lower level. There's something to be said for that impact that has on development. Um, it's the reason why the loan system exists. You look at it and see, this, you know, the Premier League has, what is it, Premier League 2, that under-23s league? Mm-hmm. You know, but they want to send people out on loan still because there's a lot to be gained from actually going and playing at a serious professional level with a lot of fans in the building, mm-hmm. with players that are fighting for their careers that are in the prime of their career just at a lower level um Mm -hmm. it's just a lot to be gained from that so i don't know i think you've seen i don't think either way is the the not the correct way and what i mean by that is that we've seen for example kobe henry from orange county you know he was scouted people were still looking at usl champion we see uh, uh jonathan gomez from louisville city so you see these type of guys that play in usl championship and some people will say well what's usl championship why would someone want want to play there it's because of that reason because if you're a young guy and you you know uh most of these usl teams are, are now having academies you can still kind of work your way up that academy and you're getting first team minutes and that means that you're going to be looked at you know by people from from europe and other places now when it comes with that to mls i think there's a lot more competition if you go that way especially if you're going from the academy, signed to an MLS Next Pro contract, and then waiting for something to happen in the first team so you can work your way up or show enough in MLS Next Pro in order to get called up. So, you know, Also worth noting, yeah. noting that if you are looking for a move to somewhere that isn't MLS, uh, if you're playing in MLS Next Pro, you're getting the Spideo cameras. There's actual broadcasts, proper broadcasts of USL games. No, seriously, that that's a difference, right? It's better footage for people overseas to scout you from. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. And I, I'm sure that's being addressed. <laughs> I think that's one of the big things that MLS Next Pro has gotten as a feedback. And yes, the, the Thomas's uh, comments, a handful of U.S. men's national team used to play in USL. So, um, but yeah, so no, there's talent there. There's always been there is a pathway. There is a pathway. Even guys like Diego Luna that have just gone to to MLS now, you know, it's the pathway exists. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, well, that kind of wraps it up for us this week. Owen, did you you want to talk about anything else? That's all I had. I feel that's about all we've got. It's it's a quick one today. Yeah, 42. That's not bad. (laughs) That's what we had. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the chat. You guys are awesome. As always, make sure to tune in on saturday after the game hopefully with uh with positive you know energy because i, I really hope rising get that back-to-back victory it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really cool if they're able to, to string that together uh so we'll be there uh wild horse pass you know if you're if you see us in the stand make sure, make sure to say hi and then if you haven't yet make sure to follow us at phnx rising on twitter phnx underscore underscore rising on twitter uh help us out to uh get to 650 bonnie says final prediction guys I feel like what did, I said two all. What did you say? I said three one. Three one. There we go. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I called three and then Antwi had to mess it up last week. So whatever. But uh <laughs> but anyway, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you on the next one, which is on Saturday. Until then, take care and have a wonderful night. Bye bye.